Welcome to the Cosmic Collective Podcast. I'm your host and psychic medium, Mads, and in this community, we talk about all things spiritual awakening, higher consciousness, and unlocking the path back to your soul. Welcome to the Collective. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for voting on the poll that I put up on my Instagram stories on uh, Friday so that I could know which episode to share with you all. It was um, an interesting result for the entire poll leading up to the final hour. The personally related content was the winner and then we ended on a 50-50 tie. So I've actually chosen to record both episodes today and um, whichever one you're hearing first, you're hearing first. So I think it's going to be this one, the Karma episode, which you've already seen the title, so you would already know that. But I'm so excited to talk to you guys about karma today and what it actually is, like how it actually works, um, and actually to introduce to you the 12 laws of karma that I think are, they're talked about, but if you haven't, you know, Googled karma before or you haven't read books about karma before, you're not going to know about the 12 laws of karma. So... Let's just jump into it, shall we? Karma is a law that was created for the third dimension to ensure that all actions would be held accountable amidst the amnesia of the soul. So we've talked about it in prior episodes, how Earth is the only planet in the entire Milky Way galaxy that when you come to it, you forget who you are completely like you have no recollection of who your soul is and it takes many incarnations to remember to reconnect with yourself so the problem here is that whenever you are so um, densely expressed in your consciousness through the dimension of the ego which is the third dimension you do things that your soul otherwise wouldn't if you were consciously connected to it, which is why people who, when they live spiritually, they live very differently compared to third dimensional people or people who are still operating out of third dimensional consciousness. And whenever we say law, in terms of cosmic structures, it is very similar to like how you would view laws on earth, Um, you know, like, you know, you can't vandalize someone's property. Like it, it is very similar to those laws, except the key difference, um, with cosmic laws, that's a term that I coined for it, um, versus earth laws is that cosmic laws actually cannot be transgressed. So there is a cosmic law of karma. It cannot be like, you can't avoid it. Um, just like there's cosmic laws of free will in the universe. You, you can't transgress them. They cannot be acted against. And so that's the key difference here um, whenever we use the term law, but it still acts with the same like integrity and impact. So karma um, is, is one of those laws. And karma doesn't really exist um, in other planetary systems because there's really no need for it. Because in other planetary systems, you remember who you are before, well before you become what's considered like an adult. I guess if we were to see it in human eyes, 
And so you don't make decisions that you otherwise wouldn't. You make decisions from your soul. And because the law of free will is so strong, especially on the other side, um, I would argue like more on the other side than it is here in some capacity, but that's a quite the technicality to introduce. So um, you you don't take part in things that you wouldn't want to. You do everything based on like what your soul wants on the other side. So here on earth, um, how karma works is um, kind of in three different ways, arguably 12 because there's 12 laws on how you experience karma. Um, but the, the three main points that I have really recognized with karma is the first one being that intention is everything. And that's actually one of the laws um, in, in the 12 of them. But intention is everything. So let's say you wanted to generate good karma. So you donate, I don't know, a million dollars to a charity or a foundation or you give someone random a million dollars because you can. If you're doing it simply to be accoladed or to get good karma, which is, you can't really get good karma, but anyway, um, it's super, super interesting. We're going to talk about that. But if you were doing it just to get good karma, you're actually generating an, a, a negative karma for yourself because your intention is completely skewed. When it comes to karma, you have to do things because you genuinely want to. So let's say, let's use another example. Let's say you create a, I'm, I'm going to use this example because I see a lot of this on fake woke TikTok. <laughs> let's say you create a money manifestation course. And you create the money manifestation course so that you can make money, your course is not going to sell well. Um, of course, that's not the only reason why it wouldn't. I'm just using like a general basis here of intention. However, if you create that course and you say, I'm creating this course because I want everyone to learn the innate wisdom that I have connected to and I want to share it with the world, your course sales are going to be very, very good. So you have to do things because you genuinely want to help other people. And this is what is known as outward karma, the things you do for others, not for yourself. But karma also works inwardly. So let's say you stay up all night um, talking to someone because they're going through something and you really want to be support, supportive of them. You really want to help them. But at the same time, you're already very, very drained and you have a calculus exam the next day. No idea which one of you is studying calculus, but if you are, kudos to you, my friend. I hope you do very well. Um, and um, let's say you stay up all night. You're up till four in the morning talking to this person, supporting them when you were already drained. You're going to get maybe an hour and a half of sleep before you have to wake up and study before your exam. And then you're going to go to your exam and then you fail your exam. Let's just say. I shouldn't maybe say that because I know if you're a, a student right now, you're going through exam season. So blessings and passing grades to you all. Um, but let's say you do that. Okay. Let's say that's the experience you just had. What you're telling karma is that you are willing to basically sacrifice your own well-being for someone else's. This also goes in in relationships, right? 
Um, if you are in any kind of relationship, not just romantic, but if you are constantly giving energy when you have nothing else to give and you're not taking the, the solitude to fill up your own cup, then what you're telling the universe is that showing up for other people is more important than showing up for yourself. And you might actually find that you only connect with people who always need you to be there, who need you to be there even when you don't have the energy for it and don't understand that you need time alone um, to care for yourself or don't understand, you know, whatever it is. And this is, I'm just using these different examples um, like offhand. Same goes with, you know, if you give, I see this a lot on TikTok too, so I'm going to talk about this. Let's say you give a homeless man $100, but you're filming it. And the only reason you want to give the man $100 because you're going to film it and put it on TikTok and you want people to think that you're such a good person. You're not. Not that you're not a good person, but you're not um <laughs> you're not doing it with the right intention. And of course that $100 helps that man, but you've also now just potentially humiliated him because you're sharing a very vulnerable part of his life journey and you're doing it so that people validate you for being a good person. I've never understood that. I have given food, money, so many things to people who are homeless and I've never once considered filming it because they are in such a raw, vulnerable part of their life. It's actually something that quite irks me. And it's like, why are you filming that? Like, anyways, we're not going to go down that tangent. It's really not worth it today. But you get what I'm saying. So, that I guess has more to do with like the intention of it, but I'm just going off. I guess I'm, I'm on a very interesting path here with how I'm channeling, but, um, intention is everything, but it's also how you treat yourself. So in that instance, if we use that homeless man example, you don't actually feel like you can validate yourself. And so you look to other people to validate you. So what that's going to do is the way that karma works, because there's this boomerang effect, it always comes back to you is that you're always going to connect with people who in some way, whether directly or indirectly with their words or with their actions or with their behaviors or their energy are going to invalidate you because you don't believe that you can validate yourself because you're constantly looking for it outward. So these are all things to consider with the law of karma. Now, like I said, it has a boomerang effect. So everything that you do, whether it's a positive intention or a negative intention, it is always, 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 always going to come back to you and it comes back to you tenfold. So with everything that you do in all of your connections, with every action you take, just remember, just remember that. And also with karma, there's also things that are past life related. So you're going to have to learn lessons in this lifetime that are from past lives. They're called your past life debts. You can find them in your south node. It, um, your south node looks like a horseshoe. And it's the one where the nodes are at the top and the dip is at the bottom. That's your south node in your astrological chart. And you can see what kind of karma you have, what kind of debts you need to move away from in this lifetime. And so you're going to have to go through these lessons and you're going to have to learn how to give yourself good energy, how to put yourself first in, in everything that you do in an ethical and like aligned way. And I think that's important to distinguish as well is like you're not supposed to be 100% self-serving. 
I'll talk about it in the next episode where I talk about the 5149 rule, which is like of being service to other people and yourself. But the the point here is that you don't want to lose yourself or exhaust yourself to show up for other people or to do things just because you think it's going to generate you good karma because really when it's reflected back to you it's actually not generating you good karma it's generating you negative karma and that's something that I really had to learn in the last couple of years is like really like pay attention to how I'm feeling with certain things and like if I can't show up for someone or for something that's okay like it's okay to need time for myself and um it's okay to do things for myself and it's okay to keep things to myself. So I hope that that makes sense for you so far and like where we're heading with this conversation of karma. But I really do want to get into the laws of karma. So they're kind of basically just these really extended pieces of everything I've talked about here in in these first 10 minutes. Um, So the first law is the law of cause and effect. And this is actually a hermetic principle as well. So it's actually a really big part of the universe. And so it makes sense to me cosmically why it's applied to the law of karma. But basically the law of cause and effect says whatever you put out, you get back. And that's kind of what I've been talking to you about the last few minutes of like, you have to be really intentional with what you're putting out. If you're telling the universe Like if you hate your job and you want something different, but you wake up every day and you're miserable and you go to your job and you come back and you talk about how miserable you are and how drained you are, but you don't do things to try and put yourself in a better position, such as journaling, meditating, doing things that you love after work, applying for jobs that you would love. What you're telling the universe in an energetic frequency is I hate my job and I am willing to be severely unfulfilled just for a paycheck. Of course, there's like important things surrounding this, like keeping a roof over your head, keeping food on the table. I obviously understand that, literally (laughs) understand that a lot more than you'd think if you haven't heard any other episodes. Um, Like I've, I've been without those things before. So just pay attention to what it is that you're putting out there and um, make sure that you're doing things for your highest good and for the highest good of everyone around you. And you'll see that then like things are going to get a lot smoother for you, especially in a karmic sense. And I think that also has to do with like being so honest with yourself. Like you have to really allow yourself to be vulnerable and transparent with yourself. Like, why am I doing this? Am I doing this because I want a particular outcome or am I doing it because I actually want to? That is like a really good basis to check your own intentions when it comes to your, your karmic balance, so to speak. The second law of karma is the law of creation. And so this is a very masculine. I guess if the first law is very feminine, it's very intentional, it's part of the mind, the soul, and and the emotion, the second law is very masculine. So the law of creation is all about if you want something, you need to go and make it happen. And again, you don't want to do this by stepping over other people or hurting other people but you need to take steps that are very aligned for you. And sometimes people are not going to understand the steps that you're taking. Um, It's just like part of the game. It's part of the earth experience. Not everyone's going to understand you and not everyone is going to support you. That's kind of how you learn your people. Like who is really for you in this life, right? Who's meant to go on every part of your journey with you. So you need to take aligned action. You need to, if you say that you want to, 
have a million dollars by the time you're 65, then you need to open up um, an ETF or um, like a, a compounding interest account. You need to invest in it. Or you need to, if you want to go really ballsy with it, you need to buy lottery tickets. Or you need to start a company or a passive income stream with proper marketing that is going to get you to what you want. You need to take the steps to do it. So the law of creation is all about taking aligned action. Because karma is hugely associated with manifesting in the physical world. So that's also a big part of it. You need to take the right steps to get to where you want to be and to balance your karma, right? Like if you're unhappy in something, stop doing it. Leave the person, quit the job, take aligned action. So plan for it. Don't be, don't be flimsy with it. Don't be foolish, but make a plan and do it and, and figure out how you can continue to grow in a way that will connect you more with what you truly desire while you make this transitional shift. Then the third law is also actually kind of part of this is it's all part of it, obviously, Madison. Um, but the law of humility. So as you are working towards becoming a better version of yourself to creating a better life for yourself, again, karma is involved in all of this. You also need to accept where you are at in your life. And you also need to accept that the reason you're at where you're at is because of actions you've taken in the past. So if you're unhappy in a relationship, if you're unhappy in a job, if you're unhappy with the way that you view yourself, you have to recognize that you are unhappy 100% because of yourself. Again, we're not going to apply this to the context of abusive relationships. Let's just veto that completely. But if you, for example, this might be touchy, but I say it with love, but it's something that I feel like a lot of people can relate to. If you're struggling with body image and living in your physical body, but all you do is look in the mirror and beat yourself up. If all you do is eat foods that are not nourishing for your body, you're not even giving yourself a fighting chance. You need to look in the mirror and pick out the things that you love. You need to look in the mirror and look at that part of your body that you hate and learn to love and accept it because it is part of the very sacred vessel that allows you to have this human experience. I cannot stress that enough. There are so many things about you that are beautiful that have nothing to do with the body that you live in, but you also have to learn to love the body you are in regardless of if it looks like the way you want it to or not. And then you also need to move your body. And I'm not saying this is like a go work out, you know, two hours a day, seven days a week. No, but you need to go for a walk every day. You need to stretch every day. You need to care for your vessel. And you need to eat foods that are going to fuel it, to fuel your hormones. This is something that my nutritionist has taught me. And I thank God for her. If you're looking for a nutritionist, um, especially if you are a woman, my nutritionist is amazing. Her name is Lauren, um, Lauren Dunnan on Instagram. She is so magical when it comes to this. It's absolutely insane to me. Um, she has been working with me or I've been working with her, I guess, um, for I think eight months now since August. And I cannot even begin to explain to you how much I have learned to love my body in all of its imperfection. It's perfect imperfection, truthfully. Because 
I feel so good in it now. And it has nothing to do with how I look in the mirror. That has changed very minimally in the last eight months. But how I feel about it because of the way that I speak to it, the way that I nourish it is everything. So Lauren Dunnan on Instagram, if you're, if you're wanting to really work with your body and get back to loving your, your body and feeling good in your body. But the law of humility is really about recognizing where you're at. If you don't have savings in your bank account, but you want savings, but every time you get a paycheck, you blow your money and you wait till the last minute to put a hundred bucks, 20 bucks, 10 bucks in your savings. Obviously you're not going to have savings. You need to make it a priority. And so you need to take accountability and understand that where you're at is because of how you've acted. And that's not to shame yourself. It's to take accountability, look yourself in the mirror and then say, I'm choosing different today. I'm choosing different as of this moment right now. And then to every day forward, choose different. And that comes into the fourth law, which is the law of growth. So you need to, in this growth, in this choosing to accept where you are at and to be grateful with where you are at, and to create different with taking aligned action, you also have to understand your scope of control. So you cannot force anything outside of you to change. That in and of itself should be a podcast episode. You cannot force someone to show up the way that you want them to. You cannot force your job to give you a raise. You cannot force your body to look the way that it does for other people in magazines who are heavily airbrushed and photoshopped, need I might add. Um, You cannot force those things. The only, and I say this with so much conviction, the only thing you can control is yourself. It is your mindset It is your perspective and it is how you take situations and allow them to move you forward in life rather than backwards. And this has a lot to do with the victim versus victor mentality. So you have in every situation, no matter how shitty, no matter how traumatic, no matter how disheartening, no matter how upsetting, no matter how outright wrong the situation might be, you can choose to be a victim or you can choose to be victorious. And should you choose the latter rather than the former, you're going to see that people and things and situations stop fucking with you. They're just, it's going to stop because you're showing the law of karma that you're not going to let things outside of you affect where you are headed and who you are becoming. I think the law of growth is probably one of my favorite laws in karma because you are so in control of your life. You are quite literally in control of everything in your life. I will say simultaneously though, you cannot control your manifestations and when they come. All you can do is control how you act every single day, what you do every single day, and how you accept, again, this law of humility where you are while knowing that better is coming in for you. So this is very much, this episode is very in line with last week's episode of like how to manifest your dream life. So I think this is very synchronistic that we're doing this one, uh, that I'm releasing this one before the next one. So then we move into the fifth law, the law of responsibility. And this kind of encompasses everything we've already talked about, but you need to take 100% ownership for how you show up in the world. Again, like I, I don't even think I need to elaborate on this, but you need to take 100% ownership. 
How you show up in the world is a choice you make every single day when you get out of bed. Now I will say this with the law of karma too. Are you waking up 30 minutes to an hour before you have to leave for work? Because if if so, you're showing the universe that you need to show up for others before you show up for yourself. So take ownership. Show up for yourself first in the morning. Do a meditation. Do journaling. Sit outside on the patio. Have a beautiful coffee in the morning or whatever it is that you drink. A glass of water for all I care. Spend time in your own mind before you switch it on to be on for other people. This is why morning routines are so freaking important. And your morning routine, I think people hear that and they're like, I need to have this elaborate two to four hour experience in the morning. And by all means, it can be. Um, if you're really into that kind of vibe, I know some people who are, and I think it works really beautifully for them. But that's not really realistic for everyone in the world, right? There is a 15 minute morning routine that I teach my clients five minutes of journaling five minutes of meditating and five minutes of doing something that feels good for you. So like typically like stretching your body, going for like a quick little walk outside, like even if it's to the end of the sidewalk and back, it's little things like that that can create a morning ritual, a morning routine for yourself that show your higher self, that show the universe that you are energetically feeding yourself before you go and give your energy into different parts of your life in the day. And then through that, you're going to emit the frequency of I care for myself and then I care for others. And I, I just think that's important. So choose how you want to show up. If you're in a job that you hate, you can choose with the very simple switch of perspective to look at the job that you hate and say, what is this teaching me? It might have nothing to do with your profession of what it's teaching you. Maybe it's teaching you patience. Maybe it is teaching you grit. Maybe it is teaching you endurance. Maybe it is teaching you something actually to do with what you're learning and doing at work. Maybe it's teaching you how to be pleasant with customers despite having, you know, hating your job and having a bad day. You get to choose how you want to show up. And you have to take complete ownership for that. And then the sixth law is the law of connection. And I think this is a huge one when it comes to like the the way that we typically view karma in society. And the law of connection is that we are all one. And I talk about this in my next episode as well. And like the release of duality um, whenever you go through your awakening. But what you do for others and the intention of how you give it is it, it is directly correlated to yourself. And this kind of goes with that quote of like treat others how you want to be treated. So if you would want someone to be kind just for the sake of being kind to you, then don't go and be kind because you want other people to be kind to you because that takes out what you're intending for because you want people to be kind to you just because, but then you're going and being kind to others because you want them to be kind to you. Like it doesn't really work that way. You have to recognize that we're all one. Everything is interconnected and this is also why karma has a boomerang effect because whatever you put out is going to come back to you because we're all interconnected in this cosmic web of this collective human experience. We all contracted to be living and breathing and walking on this planet all at once. Whether you, you know, understand or believe that or not, it is the truth. And so the quicker that you recognize that we're all one and there is something to be learned in every situation, every connection, and every experience, no matter how temporary or long-term that it is, you're going to work with your karma a lot better because of that. 
um, you're going to want to do things more genuinely than you would before because you're going to realize that you know the consciousness that is in you is also in other people whether they see it or not whether you can see it or not entirely just understanding that and accepting that will allow you to more deeply accept that we are literally all part of this again this cosmic web working together to ascend this planet and we're all doing it in our own way and we each have our own way of doing it, right? And like you can't judge someone for having their own process. They're at a different point in life or their incarnations than you. And it's just to accept that we're all one and we all have the same goal, which is to eventually go back to source, um, to connect back to our higher selves and, and move higher up in the dimensions of our own soul's consciousness and conscious existence. That was quite the esoteric tangent, but I feel like that's par for the course on this podcast. Okay, the seventh law is the law of force. And this actually, it kind of comes in to say with what I was talking about earlier, it kind of connects to what I was talking about earlier of like, you can't force your manifestations, you can't force other people to change. But in, in terms of the law of karma, it has a little bit of a different meaning, which is you cannot multitask. <laughs> multitasking, and it's actually been proven like scientifically that multitasking is like actually not a thing. It's just half-assed, distracted actionable energy if you are for example if I was recording this podcast while trying to script a meditation or answer a text message or an email or craft another course that I want to create this conversation would not be coherent right your brain would not receive it well my brain would not produce it well and so it's the same when you do anything else when you're doing the dishes but you're trying to think of you know your tax return you're not focused. You're doing something half-assed. And so in doing that, you are splitting your energy. You are splitting your focus. And you can't effectively manifest if your energy is not directed completely. Someone just honked outside. So the divine is confirming. I mean, we already knew this was true, but you know, sometimes spirit likes to just add a little bit of spice. Um, but you need to have focused energy you need to direct your focus to manifest what you want. So as you go forward in this week, if you're listening to this, especially on a Monday, but anytime you're listening to this, as you go forward in your life, do things with complete focus. Listen with focus. You know, work with focus. Do the dishes and the laundry with focus. Spend time in your mind while you do these things. Like, pay attention to what you're doing. You're going to find that you feel so much more connected to life Whenever you are focused and whenever you are directing your energy to one thing and you're going to notice that your mind calms down when you are focused, like it just, it stops chattering so much and it takes practice. You really got to practice that and, and rewire some stuff in your brain. So don't expect this shift to happen overnight. It takes consistency. It takes reminding, but that is, that is the law of force. And then the eighth law of karma is the law of hospitality. And it's actually so interesting. I forgot that I noted this. So it's kind of ironic that it's coming up in next week's episode too, which is um, the law of hospitality is giving is more important than receiving. And this is the 5149 rule that I talk about. So I'm going to explain it now. You'll hear me talk about it again next week. But the 5149 rule is really com common in spiritualists, um, people like myself and the work that we do. 
and it's that you are of service 51% to the collective, to others, to the highest good of all, and you are 49% of service to your own highest good. And you might be wondering, well, then like, why do you put yourself first in the day? Well, that's still part of the 49%. It doesn't mean to like veto what's good for you. Um, but you you want to balance it in that way. And I would even argue like 50-50 is also really good. Um, do I personally in my own personal philosophy believe that the 51-49 rule is extremely beneficial and positive? Yeah, 100%. I think it's going to amplify your manifestation ability. I think it's going to amplify your fulfillment in life, but you really got to keep that 49%. Like truthfully, the law here is no less, no more. It's not 55%. It's not 48.5% you give to yourself. It is 51 to 49. That is it. Um, And that might not be doable for everyone in this lifetime. And that's okay. Find what works for you. This is something that I have found works really good for me. It's also why you will not hear from me on weekends. It's why I do not post on weekends. It's why I don't interact with people in the collective on weekends for the most part. Sometimes I do, but it's very rare. And that's because that is part of my time where I fill up my 49%. And it's literally 1649 on the clock right now. So I think that's kind of funny. Um, 449 for those of you who aren't on the 24-hour time. Um, but yeah, that is that is what that is. Um, and remember that in your, if you're giving 51%, you have to do it with the right intention. So if it's better for you to give... to other people and keep that other 50% for your own balance because it feels good for you and it helps you maintain that intention, go for it. The intention is going to be more important than how often you're doing it. And just keep that in mind. Like, again, this is not about being self-serving. It's just about knowing when to serve yourself, knowing your own boundaries and your limits energetically and when to show up for other people and how how you are able to show up for other people. Then we have the, the law of presence, which is Um, very similar to the law of humility and that is to be here now so as you accept with the law of humility that where you are is a result of past action you also need to just be present in that Um, a really good book for this I read this in my book club on patreon last month was the power of now by Eckhart Tolle really really beautiful um, very spiritually deep book ironically like it doesn't seem like it would be I guess the title didn't seem like it would be for me but it absolutely was it wasn't one of those books that were really easy to read like cover to cover it was like read it come back to it read it come back to it and I think it's one of those books too that's more like a bible like something that you can like refer to anytime that you need the the connecting portion of it um in in your life when you need to reignite that activation within yourself but yeah, the law of presence, be here now, be focused, be direct with your energy um, and, and just accept that where you are might not be exactly where you want to be in the future, but it's where you are now and it's helping you get to where you want to be. So there is that. And then of course, after the law of presence, there is the law of change, the 10th law. And this is to accept change and to accept where you're led. The ego clings, 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 clings to familiarity, to predictability, to stability, to knowing what to expect. But the thing is, is that in that vibration, you are creating more karma for yourself because you are not doing what your soul wants you to do on this planet. You are doing what feels predictable, what feels safe. And honestly, that is 
oftentimes the mundane way of life. I'm not judging you, obviously. But for me, that was just too freaking mundane. You have to accept where you're led. And you also, in that same breath, need to accept that you might only ever know the next step. This is something that really comes in at a deep part in your um, spiritual awakening and your spiritual connection where you will not understand or see or know where you're going to end up. You you know intuitively because you know what you want and you know what your life is kind of like planned like. Like you know, you know what you're going to have in life. You have to learn to trust it, albeit. But you don't get to know how you're going to get there. You just get to know what your next step is. And then you take it. And you have to accept that taking this step into your higher self, into creating more positive karma for yourself and aligning with your path in this life, you're going to have to change you know, the things that have made you feel safe and comfortable. There's sirens going off now in the distance. And so it's going to feel very alarming to your ego at first because your ego is going to say, but how do I trust it when I don't know what's going to happen? When you work the same job every day, five days a week, Monday through Friday for 30 years, and you, whether you like your job or not, you know that you're going to wake up, you're going to go do this, you're going to do that, you're going to come home at the same time, you're going to make, you know, the same handful of dinners, you're going to have the same conversation with the people around you. There is not much growth happening on a soul level arguably not even on a human level because you're just repeating the same day every day five days a week for 30 plus years of your life so accept change accept that things are going to change if you want to evolve if you want to become a more soulful version of yourself you need to change and this doesn't mean change to become a version of yourself that you're not supposed to be it's that's that would be opposing of the point it's to become the person that you've always wanted to be, but your ego feels too afraid to be because of XYZ triggers, traumas, you know, fears of not being accepted or validated or approved of in society or by your family or by your culture. It's to change into being who you want to be, not changing to be someone you don't want to be. So don't get it twisted. The second last law of karma is the law of patience and reward. And this a lot of it sounds like a reiteration, but it really is so like interwoven with each other. Um, but this law is to be grateful for where you're at and be patient as you take steps to receive more. So again, be grateful with where you're at. Accept that you're where you're at because of all the actions you've taken before. Be present. Take aligned action. This is really the last 10 laws encompassed into one. It's kind of like the Russian dolls. It all just comes together. It's all connected with itself. It's kind of like dimensions. And oddly enough, there are 12 laws, which ironically, there is 12 dimensions of consciousness. Again, arguably more, but for the basis of these conversations, there are 12. So with this, you have to recognize that your manifestations are going to come, but you have to maintain faith and you have to be grateful for everything that you've been able to create in your life thus far before the universe is going to willingly give you more. If you cannot be happy with what you have, you're not going to be happy with getting more. And I talk about this next week where I, one of the lessons that I've learned in my awakening and that a lot of people will learn too is that no manifestation is going to make you feel better about yourself. Um, if you want to hear me elaborate on that, tune in next Monday. I'm telling you, it's going to be a good episode. And then the final law, the 12th law of karma is the law of significance. And this is very simple. It's that everything is important. 
And there's a, there's a quote that my higher self has said to me before. It's that um, not taking life seriously, but understanding the seriousness of life. It's all important. And it's all important because it's your life. It's, you're literally having soul growth here. You might not even recognize it on a day-to-day basis, but your soul is doing so much, man. Like, it's so cool. Like, I wish you all could see it from the way that I understand it and have seen it and work with it. Uh, and, you know, maybe this podcast is helping you to broaden that perspective and open yourself up to that. But it's all important because your soul is here learning and you are learning insane amounts of shit even if you don't process it on a conscious human level trust me you are learning so much it doesn't matter what lifetime you're in so every decision you make every quote-unquote mistake you make I don't really believe in mistakes in all honesty I really don't everything leads you to becoming a better version of yourself but you also have to you know law 10 law of change you also have to then you know change to to get what you want to become that better version of yourself but everything that leads you to that point, even thereafter, of becoming that version of yourself is so important. It's in the little things. The way that you appreciate, you know, dandelions whenever you're walking through the park or through your backyard. The way that you appreciate how different someone views the world. Um, the way that you appreciate yourself and your body as it ebbs and it flows and it changes and it grows and it shrinks and it you know, gains stretch marks and spots and scars. It's all important. Your morning ritual, your evening ritual, the job that you go to every day that is really not meant for you, but that you're in right now and it keeps food on your table. It keeps you nourished in your body. It's all important. Everything that happens in life is important because it's part of this bigger cosmic web that is allowing us to evolve this planet into a higher collective dimension, a higher horizontal dimension of consciousness and is really allowing you on an individual level to grow, to expand your own consciousness, vertical consciousness. It's all important. It's all important. It's all so important to the bigger picture that our human selves couldn't even begin to fully understand or fathom. So, Those are the 12 laws of karma. That is what karma is, why it was created for humans on earth and for the earth planet as a whole, the earth collective. And it's also why it's so important that you give yourself good karma in focusing on yourself um, before you focus on others. Filling up your, there's a, the tarot says this with the ace of cups card. And it's that you need to have your own cup So your own energy, your own self, overflowing of energy before you can give it to other people. Otherwise, if your cup is half full or even just full, it's not overflowing and you take a teaspoon out and you give it to that person, you take a teaspoon out, you give it to this job and this task, you're going to be empty by the end of the day. You need to find things that fill up your cup and allow it to overflow so that giving to others doesn't take from you. And again, this is not like, to be self-serving it's more of like a self-preservation thing to make sure you are cared for with your energy you have your own oxygen mask on and then you help other people's with theirs and you do as much as you can to help other people but you don't drain yourself to do it because again that will not generate you positive karma it all has to do with intention and you don't want to sacrifice yourself in any way energetically or anything like that to create quote-unquote good karma because you're showing up for other people it's redundant and it it does the 
the opposite effect. So a little reiteration there of everything that we talked about today, but I hope that that has helped you understand karma a little bit more. I'd love to do more, you know, in-depth conversation on this. In all honesty, everything that we talk about, you know, on in these episodes is going to be talked about again to an even deeper level, to an even, you know, more broad extent because there is so much more, you know, that I can bring to these conversations. I just really want to like make it digestible at first. And then as we go into like, you know, the the time and we keep, you know, extending our connection here in this podcast community, um, I'll be adding in things and I'm obviously always still learning. So I'm going to have new insights on things all the time. So it's not the last time you're going to hear about karma. And if you do have any questions, please um, send me a DM at MadsMess on Instagram or you can send me an email um, and that is linked below. So yeah, I hope that you enjoyed this episode and learning a little bit about karma and I will see you in next week's episode. Next week, we're talking about seven breakthrough lessons that I had in my awakening and that you probably will too. So tune in for that. I hope you have an incredible week. I hope you had an amazing Easter weekend and go be your divine soulful self this week. I love you. I'll see you in the next one. Bye.